2: Inside sources. Inside
0: sources. Inside sources. Where KSL offers Utah deeper insights on the news. Host Boyd Matheson divides rage from reason and elevates the conversation on issues crucial to our community. On KSL News Radio one oh two point seven FM and eleven sixty AM. We're always trying to figure out what's coming next especially as it relates to what's happening here in the state of Utah as we look at growth as we look at the economy and jobs and opportunity and upward mobility and someone who always helps us break that down and get a little better perspective is Derek Miller president and CEO of the Salt Lake chamber uh, they have a new dashboard out that's going to help us look forward just a little more strategically uh, Derek thanks for joining us today
2: always great to be with you Boyd wonderful
0: so uh, you you've uh unleashed this great dashboard tool that tracks the state's path to economic recovery, where we go next. Uh, Give us some perspective in terms of what this is, and then I want to start digging into some of those numbers as we uh, start looking towards uh, 2022.
2: Sure. Well, as you know, and as part of uh, then-Governor Herbert's uh, Economic Response Task Force, the Salt Lake Chamber started producing this dashboard in in uh, early on in the pandemic in the summer of 2020 at the time we actually called it the uh, roadmap or sorry the re- return uh, to recovery right and we we quickly realized that we we recovered quickly and so we renamed the dashboard the roadmap to prosperity but as you indicated it has um, 10 timely indicators of the economy and really it's important that that business leaders and employers and, and employees, for that matter, have the most current information to see where our economy is going. And, and so far, those indicators are looking good.
0: Yeah. And I always say when you're looking at strategy, good inspiration always comes from good information. Uh, and I think this roadmap to prosperity dashboard really gives some of that crucial data points. Uh, information that uh, will, as you said, will help business leaders and even right down to the employee level be more strategic rolling into the the next year. Uh, So let's go into some of those numbers. Uh, One of those that you highlight and focus on is kind of the two-year job growth. Uh, How does that look? What do we learn
2: from that? Well, Utah is doing very well, and and, uh, it's really remarkable when you think that we were the only state in the nation over the the two years. And of course, we know why that two years is important, because we're going into the second year of this pandemic now. But looking back over the past two years, Utah was the only state in the nation that had positive job growth. And not just positive by a little bit, we're actually at 3.7%, which speaks to the strength of our economic fundamentals. But in particular, it speaks to the strength of both employers and employees that are, you know, they're the ones that make it happen. And it's happening better than anywhere else in Utah.
0: Yeah. Uh, and that you uh, kind of tied to that, I think one of those other essential insights from the dashboard uh, is that unemployment level. Uh, where are we in that uh, now, as opposed to where we were before we rolled into the pandemic years?
2: Well, even before the pandemic started, in the winter of 2020, Utah had an extraordinarily low unemployment rate at 2.5%. We're currently at 2.1%. That is a historic low. Ever since we started measuring the unemployment rate in Utah, 2.1% is the lowest it's ever been. And that's, as you know, Boyd, and I'm sure your listeners recognize this as well, that can be a bit of a mixed bag. On one hand, we're grateful to have a low unemployment rate. We're grateful To have that high job growth rate. But you don't have to go far to see help wanted signs on every corner and almost every business. And in fact, I saw a sign the other day going into a restaurant that said, please forgive us if we're slow. The labor shortage is real. And and it is real. And it can be um, a constraint on our economic growth. And so even though we're grateful that it's not 12 percent, uh, we do we do believe that it's dangerously low for our overall economy's health.
0: Yeah. And that leads to uh, this third area uh, from the dashboard looking at the uh, job change. We know that a lot of employees are taking advantage of the competitive nature of things and uh, some are hopping jobs. And we also know that a lot of that's been fairly uneven, even across uh, the various industries. Give us some insight there.
2: Well, it wouldn't surprise any of your listeners to hear that there were some industries, including in the hospitality industries, where we've seen job decreases. And a lot of people left those fields, and they haven't come back. Some of them have gone into other industries. But certainly in leisure and hospitality, we've also seen a a decrease in natural resources. Uh, That's part of our energy development but but the good news is is that those decreases in those industries have been more than made up for in the increases in other industries, including construction, transportation, uh, utilities, and and even in our professional services, including uh, finance and, and banking. And and so those professional fields are doing quite quite well.
0: Uh, and as you uh, look at all of this and project forward, uh, you're one of those uh, with the chamber that has really had this vision that uh, Utah is not just a a crossroads of the West anymore, but really positioned, especially coming out of the pandemic, uh, to be a a crossroads to the world. What are the other things that we should be watching and looking for uh, as we roll into 2022? And again, still uneven and uncertain uh, because of some of the pandemic ups and downs. Uh, But what should we be looking at? What kind of strength do we have moving forward?
2: Well, I always like to say that Utah is an island uh, in, in, of tranquility a, in a sea of often disruption. But we also recognize that we're not an island unto ourselves, meaning we are certainly uh, not immune from some of the economic headwinds that we see in the country and even in the world. So uh, you know what they are. Your listeners know what they are not just because they hear about them, but because they're experiencing them every day. And at the top of that list is going to be inflation. I, I often say that inflation is the worst kind of regressive tax mm-hmm. because it hits those hardest who can least afford it. So, so some people may be able to go to the gas station and not worry too much about an increase in cost. And some people may be able to go to the grocery store and not worry that their milk and their bread and other essentials are going up. But we've always got to remember there are many, many people for whom that is a real concern. It makes a big difference if they're at the checkout line at the grocery store. And instead of a $50 bill, they have a $55 bill. And, and that's what I mean when I say it hits those hardest who can least afford it. So inflation is very real. As you know, uh, just within the last few days, the Fed has taken off the transitory word is the description of inflation, meaning that it's not just going to go away quickly. Unfortunately, it looks like it's here to stay with us for a while. and and then we need to be concerned about labor shortages as we have already talked about. And then the third one is of course, of course supply chain disruptions. And especially at this time of the year, none of us want to want to hear that something that we're expecting for Christmas isn't going to show up, but supply chain distributions is a real,
0: Uh, a real thing as well. Yeah. And I I was thinking one last question, Derek, just because I've been uh, dying to ask you this in terms of what's happening at the federal level versus what's happening at the state and local level, how much Utah can kind of do on their own. Uh, We know that a lot of Americans, the vast majority believe that inflation is tied to a lot of the big government spending that's going on. And that's a concern, the supply chain issues as well. Uh, can Utah continue to function in that space? What is that dynamic? You've seen this on all sides in your experience, uh, state, local, federal. uh, How does that all play into this economic outlook?
2: Well, I would hearken back to the Great Recession 2008 and 2009. And of course, as a state, our economy took its lumps like everywhere else. But we also know that the cream rises to the top and it really stands out. It was at that time frame that the Wall Street Journal is one example called Utah's economy the brightest star on the flag. So we, we stand out when we do the right things, even if times everywhere are tough. I think that is going to be the story once again here in 2021, 2022, that Utah will continue to stand out as a safe haven, a place of, of great innovation, a place where the, the labor force is working hard, it's honest, it's ethical, it, it, it shows up, it works, and all those you know, all those individuals are what makes our economy what it is, which is very, very strong. So as I said, we're not immune from what happens around the rest of the country or the rest of the world, but we certainly stand out with the good things that are happening here.
0: Uh, fantastic. Again, it's the Roadmap to Prosperity. Uh, it's this great dashboard, gives some great perspective there. Derek Miller, President and CEO of the Salt Lake Chamber, thanks for joining us today.
2: Merry Christmas,
0: Boyd. All right. Uh, we're going to step aside. Uh, many commentators have been arguing that progressives should have seen the writing on the wall with the Build Back Better bill. But should they? Or was there something missing in what uh, Senator Manchin was sharing? We talked to The Washington Post, Greg Sargent about all of this. We'll hear from him coming up next.